0: Here, Mark Singer's here. I'm so glad that we finally got to have Mark Singer here. Yeah. You know, uh, Mark Singer, uh, you know, is also in AJ and the Queen. He and uh, Adrienne Barbeau uh, play a couple in, I think it's the third episode. I believe it's the third episode. But, you know, I've been a fan of Mark Singer's for. Many years.
1: Beastmaster.
0: Well, from, of course, Beastmaster, but, um, the TV show V, Yes. And then yes. so many, uh, uh, episodes of television shows throughout the years. But, and I'm, I'm gonna get to Beastmaster later, cause I wanna save the best for. Hater, we but, love I don't want so. I don't want
2: to give myself away. Now, for me, the best is being here. I tell you, I enjoyed my working with you so much, and I enjoyed the relationship and the friendship that we've developed since then. It's just a uh, you' one of those one of those people that are iconic in Hollywood lore, mm. whereby the the real person, the inner person, And that person we perceive are both the same. Oh, that's very kind. And it's a wonderful thing. It's great to be around.
0: That's very good. So now you've been acting for a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, and successful at it. I mean, many people can't say that. Why do you think you've been able to work for so long? What what was your first job? It was, what was you, something It was like... What was your first big Hollywood
2: job? I would say uh, answer both parts of the question. I think at the same time is that is that uh, I think the reason for anybody's longevity is that that old maxim that if you're doing something you love, you're never out of work, mm-hmm. and you're never even at work because yeah. you're just doing something you love all day long. And the other thing is uh, for longevity is is the sincerity of your purpose. Is that if you're planning to do something that you feel is valuable, there's an inner intrinsic value to it, that it's something that you're going to get the best um, training in mm-hmm. in order to start out with, however you find that. And there are many different paths for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then you're going to pursue that with a kind of a rigor and a kind of a discipline that um, uh, enables you to actually deliver the goods when somebody says, okay, you're on. Yeah. And that's really what it is, is is growing and staying good with your craft and trying to improve every time you're 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 given that opportunity. Do you hear well, that
1: children? Do yes. you hear that?
2: Yes. Well, and you've got um, uh, that
0: work ethic uh, comes I'm assuming from your father who was also very successful at right. his
2: job. Yep. What did your father do? My father was a symphony conductor. It was a uh, a very uh, kind of a rarefied environment on the one hand because uh, all the great classical musicians of the day came through our house and were performing with my father on the stage. You see Bierling, the great tenor, Isaac Stern, the great violinist, violinist um, Claudio Arrau, the pianist, you name it. it the, the list went on, Andre Segovia, the list went on and on and on. Um, and this is and, in in Canada. Well, this was I was born in Canada. He was the conductor of the Vancouver Symphony for a while, but then he was the conductor of the Dallas Symphony and the Corpus Christi, Texas Symphony, and the Oregon Symphony. But on the other hand, we were just regular kids out playing baseball and scuffling around the streets, and so yeah. so we had sort of a, a, a kind of the best of both worlds in a way.
0: Yeah, because when I asked you about um, you know in the video Ghostbusters, his sister Laurie Singer, who is also an actress, uh, she. The, in the video music video for it she's playing a um i'm gonna say this is a cello that's exactly uh-huh. right. Good job. yes and i uh, tried <laughs>
2: saying that once the way you did and i was almost arrested but go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: and i asked him about that Love and Flory's uh singer. and he said well, of course well she 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 did play yeah so or, yeah
2: she's a concertizing soloist absolutely she's really yeah she's a virtuoso on the cello my brother's a violinist and,
1: and you uh, didn't get into it at all
2: no i was the generation that is skipped you you, know, it's, you don't eat fish in the fishmonger's house, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So <laughs> exactly. I became an actor,
0: but yeah. yes, and 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 uh, you know, um, you but, studied uh, with you know you studied Shakespeare, you studied all these things. Where did you end up going to college?
2: I ended up going to college in a in a um, uh, in a conservatory uh, situation that the University of Washington uh, in Seattle uh, set up for a while. But that's that's kind of like uh, like old news. Here's here's what I'd like to get at in the in the Shakespeare issue. Mm. And I said this to you before I left the set when we were working together on AJ and the Queen, which was, by the way, just in every way a joy and a pleasure to work on. Oh, I mean, great. again, it's one of those moments of sincerity that you that you live in this town uh, where art and life are one and the same. And mm. I just, you know, I'm. <laughs> I adore you. I think you're thank a great you. guy. Thank you. I think you're wonderful, Michelle. It's such a pleasure to be here. See, I I,
1: it's, it's a so great. pleasure for me. Let uh, me tell you, you. I I, you. I know you here all the time. I grew up watching uh-huh. you, but it, there were so many iconic moments that you've provided. So it's a joy for you to be here for us to to I, share those with you.
2: I appreciate that. You you just brought up rule. You brought up uh, Shakespeare, mm-hmm. and I told you before I left the set, and I've been I've been obsessed by this since then. Mm. I would love to see you play Hector in Shakespeare's greatest play, in my opinion, Troilus and Cressida. Mm. And if not Hector, then Achilles. Uh, and I would play Ulysses. Wow. And, uh, but I, I think you are. I smell a challenge. Absolutely the metal uh, that Shakespeare was composing his plays for. Well, I'm
0: going to have to read that, Michelle. It's will a you a remember Tricussis. that for me? Yeah, 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 it's a good yeah. one.
2: Yeah. Troilus Be- and Cressida.
0: Okay, because uh, I'm going to have to read that because you know, uh, you know, the whole A.J. and the Queen thing really challenged me in the greatest of ways, yeah. uh, and uh, in ways that I can't even describe. It's, it's. Uh, I wish everybody could experience that live long enough to experience something like that in their life, for they, they're just moved uh, beyond the limits of their own, uh, what they think of their own ability. And I'm sure-
2: Don't you you find that when you play a role that allows you on the one hand to open up as much as AJ and the Queen, I'm guessing, allowed you to open up, you certainly, your your aura is magnificent on the set, but beyond that, don't you find that it- imbues you with something of a lifelong gift that you carry with you forever.
0: Absolutely. A Absolutely. You know, it you know, giving yourself permission to feel those emotions. And when we humans, you know, we put up walls to protect ourselves yeah. so that we don't get hurt. But being in a situation where you're asked to bring those things and to let those walls down. It's so freeing because they never go up again. They, they It's hard to do that again. And, you know, uh, how did you're, you— you're,
2: I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm, uh, you're going to ask me a question. I know that I'm, I'm supposed to be the guest, and so <laughs> I get the question. But but I I, I, I just wanted to, to say that you are such a warm steward of your shop mm. because that same gift that you're talking about that you— Feel that you've received. That's the safety area that you provide for the people, like like right now, me mm-hmm. in front of this microphone. Mm-hmm. That's the safety area that that you create around you, and mm-hmm. I think that's really the greatest gift. And that shows the the, the true inner workings of the person.
0: Oh, that's very kind. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Mark Singer, you know, how were you able to allow yourself to to feel those emotions and give yourself permission to let those emotions? be visible in front of a camera on a set all these years. I mean, you've been in the business for a long time. Do you remember what it was like when you felt for the first time
2: giving yourself that permission to do that? I do. I do. It's the, it's the, hardest, um, uh, it's the hardest task for an actor is to uh, find the technical mechanisms, as cold as that sounds, The technical mechanisms that unlock the doors that throw open those gates so that you can then let that self express itself on an easy breath Mm -hmm. where you just say, this is me. This is what it looks like. This is what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. I can't help it. I can't make it better, I can't make it worse, but I can certainly make it all revealing. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's sort of the gift of it. But it's based on very cold, hard technical work. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, I'm going to make a beautiful piece of cabinetry and mm-hmm. get a saw and a hammer and go to work. Mm-hmm. You have to study the geometry uh, and the, the, the techniques of woodworking and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Eventually, you open those doors and you begin to create Mm-hmm. But it, but it's based on on hard technical work.
1: It's funny because the younger generation doesn't really seem to subscribe to that anymore. Have you noticed that?
2: Well, I have. I've noticed. I just came back. Um, um, I'm going to do a little self promotion here. Do so it. I just came. That's wow, what we're we here are. For. In no, we love that's it. That's the that's yeah. the lingua franca. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I just came back from uh, from doing Shakespeare in the Park in Tallahassee, Florida, the state capital, mm-hmm. and I just performed Macbeth in front of a 1,500-seat amphitheater nightly. We broke records. It was terrific. Wow. It was wonderfully mm-hmm. done. It's a tough um, one. And I was surprised to see the tweets afterwards, that everything was expressed in just a few words. Mm-hmm. There was no real in-depth uh, commentary upon how the play struck people in terms of, why was this Macbeth different than another Macbeth? Or what did this Macbeth reveal about not only the character of Macbeth, but also the character of the player of Macbeth? Mm-hmm. Or the character of the rest of the players who were playing in Macbeth? Mm-hmm. And that was really interesting. And I think that goes to your point, Michelle, is that we are speaking in terms of tweets and, 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 and syllables and uh, a, a, a limited number of characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it would be nice. I don't even own a smartphone. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I don't want to know that much. Yeah and I don't I don't want to be that smart. And I don't want people to be able to reach me that much. Yeah. I, mean, I want to be able to experience the world as I go through it mm-hmm. and make my own commentary
0: and being not present. have a
2: limitation of 250 characters or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's no, there's
0: listen, being present is the greatest gift you can give yourself. Of being here right now. In fact, we were yeah. talking earlier about the concept of, you know, addiction being a way to uh circumvent being in the moment, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and letting it happen naturally. And Mm -hmm. most people uh, have an aversion to that. Um, Now, before we go to break, I'm going to ask you about, um, is there a sacrifice that a human actor makes in emulating human behavior? Is there something you give up to be able to perform as a human on camera?
2: Yes, I think so. Uh, And I think it is um, uh, the opposite of what you're actually Uh, portraying, Mm. which is you have to give up a gregarious life. Mm. You are essentially a professional poker player and you keep your cards close to your chest because as much as you are uh, in love with all the people with whom you work, that's the first thing I do. I think it's the first thing everybody does who is sincerely good at the work of acting and performing. The first thing you do when you step on a set is fall in love with everybody. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing you do. You can't help it. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, There is a responsibility that you have to deliver, and in the delivery of that, that's a secret, and it's a secret that you have to keep and you have to keep and I have to keep, Mm -hmm. and that's the secret that we bring. And that's the secret I think that people should have encouraged in their own lives. Mm -hmm. I meet sometimes when I'm on location filming. I meet some of the sort of the bad kids in town who are skipping school or are out smoking cigarettes, hanging around the set mm-hmm. saying, what are you guys doing? You're making a movie here? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are not you got? what are you guys doing? Oh, you know, we're just hanging out. You know, you guys could be making movies one day mm-hmm. and they all look around and go, what? Yeah. You guys could be making movies. Watch what's going on here. We're just like you. We're just making movies. Mm-hmm. And they, and that's, that's, uh, that's something I think that, that, uh, that, that, People are are should be encouraged uh, in their own lives to participate in, which is that personal creative urge.
0: Yeah, you know. yeah. Do I you, love that. Do, so you know, when you became an actor, did, did you feel it? Was it hard for you to go back to be around civilians again? Because you know, there's a certain <laughs> there's a certain m- microscope that you look as an actor. You look at human behavior. You you uh dissect it, and you study it. And then when you go back to being around you know Thanksgiving or family reunions and you're around everybody else, uh, is
2: that transition difficult for you? It is. I think it's difficult for every performer. Um, I think there's there's because there, there, there are two things. Uh, performers are voracious. We eat everything in front of us, mm-hmm. speaking about Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. But we, we eat this profession and we eat that profession. And we take a nibble from, from the expertise of this person, this civilian or that civilian or some other civilian. But we take only as much as we need, as much as we can understand. Mm-hmm. Whereas – and, and quite frankly, there are many of those jobs that we might actually be able to fulfill ourselves. Yeah. Whereas the performer's job, that's a specialization. That's like being a professional football player or a professional basketball player or a baseball player. We can think we understand it by watching it, by being experts in in analyzing it Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But if you're not a professional on the court playing or on the field playing – You don't know what that's about. Mm. Right. That's a completely different universe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, So, you know, you've done movies, you've done television, uh, and I know that you've studied martial
2: arts. How has martial arts played into your career as an actor? You can't stand up on stage and say, any stage, whether it's a sound stage in front of a camera or whether it's a, a live stage in front of thousands of people, you can't stand up on stage without giving it your life, without saying... I believe this. This is a matter of life and death. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot dedicate and, – and certain people need that, um, uh, that strengthening through, let's say, a study of the martial arts. Mm-hmm. In order to make a declaration, I declare that I'm going to stand for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stand for me. That's what I stand for. And then I have to define what that me me is. What does that me represent? Mm-hmm. And so that's what performers do. Every performer. The, I, I watched you perform. My drop jawed as as you did what you did on AJ and the Queen, mm-hmm. and then topped it off with that extraordinary performance. Oh, that's right. It was an all night <laughs> performance in the a middle. What? of
1: What? What did I miss? It
2: was a frozen <laughs> evening. You, 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 yes. You yeah. Go. Well, I, I, in the scene in the
0: episode that uh, Mark is in, uh, uh, there's a, a, a wet T-shirt contest. Oh. And of course my character needs money. Right. So So I,
1: she partook. That's yeah.
0: right. And uh one late one night on Warner Brothers set in what's that area called? Is it the jungle or it, it I believe it probably it's is. It's called the jungle it, on the yeah. uh-huh.
1: set that looks like a jungle. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh he has he runs a, oh he's a, at a roadhouse. There's a wet t shirt on and late at night I'm in a pool of wet and dancing around to Pretty Poison, Catch Me, I'm Falling.
1: Oh, my God, no way. Great soundtrack. Yes, <laughs> yes. It, yes. Oh my it goodness.
2: was amazing to see because all through this episode, Ru is traveling with this young child and he has adventures and you have heartbreaking yeah. moments and sweet, poignant moments and this and this and that, things that are very human. And then at the end, there's this wet T-shirt contest. And this man that I've just met recently, Paul, uh-huh. suddenly it's like a volcano exploded in the room. And it was the most extraordinary performance mm. that you gave, mm. and just blew the walls off the place. I'm not kidding you. That's why I say I watch Drop Jaw, and that's when I said this guy's a Shakespearean. Aww. This guy's got to be playing in Shakespeare.
0: I'd, I'd love to try it. You yeah. know, it, you know, it's, you know, this lifetime, man. You know, you have a, a period of time on yeah. this planet, and uh, the challenges are can be very extraordinary Mm -hmm. and I want to ask you about those we're going to go to break we've got Mark Singer Mark Singer here (laughs) Uh, my mouth is easy uh, for you to say yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, 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 more of Mark when we come back Squarespace is the place to go when you want to create your own website it is so easy it couldn't be better we've got so many people writing to us saying how great the Squarespace platform is to create your own website You should go to Squarespace to get your website. You You got website needs? Go to Squarespace. You
1: know it's time and now is the time to do it. You can make those gorgeous websites in minutes. When you're ready to purchase a plan, get 10% off with the offer code RU. That's squarespace.com, offer code RU.
0: You know, when people ask me about style, I always think about my mom because I feel like I got my style sense from my mom. But if you come from a family where not so much, the style is... "Eh,
1: Eh.
0: I style void. Style Void
1: you can go to Stitch Fix and they will fix you right up. You know, Ruth's saying the truth because a lot of you or a lot of us think we have style but really, maybe not so much or a different kind of style. Stitch Fix has reinvented how we find and buy clothes. All you have to do is log on to their website and answer some basic questions about your sizes, obviously, but your favorite styles, what you think is cute and your budget and you could do it right there from your laptop, your phone or a tablet. You then get your very own personal stylist. Yes. And they just jump into action, they hand select five brand new clothing items just for you by what you put that you liked and stuff like that. Come on, stylist! Okay, now I know Rue, personal stylist, sounds like it's something only the rich and famous can afford, but everybody can. And Stitch Fix's styling fee is only 20 bucks, which is actually waived if you keep all the five items that they send you. And since your stylist only uses your preferences to pick your clothing, you're the one still in complete control, so there's no lose-lose here, right? It's only a win-win. Once your items arrive, you try them on, you only pay for what you keep. If you don't like something, you don't like anything, you need another size, whatever it is, send the items back. No questions asked and shipping is always free both ways. Get your fix whenever you want or better yet, sign up to receive scheduled shipments. Oh my God, I would love nothing more than coming to my door and seeing a box with clothing in it just <laughs> for me that I technically picked out. We love Stitch Fix and we know you will too. So hurry to stitchfix.com rue now to get started. Keep all five items in your box and you'll get 25% off your entire purchase. That's stitchfix.com rue stitchfix.com slash are you. Style proper. Yes, girl. Style proper.
0: <laughs> We've got Mark Singer here. I am just... I've always been a big fan. I think... I don't remember the first time I saw you. I no and it was definitely before V the TV v was, show. Yeah, yeah. Life-changing. Definitely oh, okay. before yeah. that because he had done so many so many um so much episodic television. Yeah. And um doing movies and episodic television. Did your agent say, "Listen, you got to either be a movie star or you got to be a TV performer?" What what made you decide which jobs you would take
2: because you've done both. Well, you know, it's it's different today. These days, everybody does everything. Yeah. Uh, the the industry is wide open and people who are on film do television. People who are on television do things on the internet. I mean, everything is, is open these days. Yeah. And, and when I first came into town back in the 1860s. Yes, of uh, course. <laughs> yes. Well, they you just and me both. They had just found gold. And
1: it was during but, the great gold rush,
2: as a yeah. matter of fact. Yes. I had a three-legged mule and I came in. And, uh, and in those days, there were there were television performers in Hollywood, and there were movie performers. Yeah, uh, but it was making that transition. It was just in that moment of making tra- that transition. What you, when, when, were, when did you come? When was your first job in Hollywood? My first job in Hollywood, I'm going to guess, was 1975. 75. yeah 75. Do you remember what it was?: uh, Planet of the Apes."
0: The the, 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 the the Tony the, Franciosa
2: the, series. The, the series, the television series. Yeah, I think so it was Roddy Tony, McDowell. No, t- no, no,
0: Tony Franciosa. Well, Roddy McDowell was in. He was in it. Yes, Roddy right. McDowell. Yep. But I
2: think Tony Franciosa. No, he was in the. No, no, he wasn't. Who was? Who was the star of that? Oh, uh, uh, James Naughton was one of the stars. Oh, you and- mean the perhaps uh,
0: Doctor Pepper kid? Yeah, James yes. Naughton was the do- doctor. Remember the Doctor Pepper guy with I the jeans and the vest on? Really, James nope. Naughton. And he was. He said he, he had that hit. Uh, Making it from Saturday yes. Night Fever. Yes, this time James. in life. Yes,
1: yes, yes. yes, yes James yes.
0: Naughton. and his brother uh, was also a big star, uh, TV star. James Naughton and I can't remember what his I brother's got name. Yeah, no, he, his, his brother. I made a movie with him in in, in Toronto or something. Anyway. You, Mark. He had another brother who was an actor,
2: too. For a brief moment, I thought you said, I got none.
1: That was the joke. That was the joke. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, thank you, Mark. Wow. I I, I had
2: an out-of-body experience you. I I got none.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Mark. we will be here all day. Yes.
0: Yes. So you you got to town. You got this gig on uh, Planet of the Apes. And you did episodic television, right. and then you started doing movies also because you did. Um, if you could see what I hear, or what right. was that movie? That's called? That's right.
2: If you could see what I hear with Sherry Belafonte uh, and uh, with uh, some other Canadian actors, some wonderful, wonderful workers. Up yeah, there.
0: and that was the the story of this. Was uh, she
2: blind? Uh, yes, this yes, blind guy. That. Yeah,
0: and yeah. Uh, you did that, and um, of course I'm trying to. Eat. So and then after, shortly after that was V. Right. right,
2: that's right, that's right. Well, actually, I think the 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 yes, that's right. V and then no, V came after the Beastmaster. I think the Beastmaster came first.
0: Really, really? Th-
2: I'm not sure. I no, my memory no. Is fuzz. I think
0: V was. I think was like I'm 1980 or 80. I know we're gonna find. We're gonna. Out. Find, we're gonna yeah. solve oh, it. She's a whiz at it. Wow, that's she's. Great. I'm not. I'm not a smart smartphone person. Yeah. I use it to listen oh, to music. Are you right. Yes.
1: Beastmaster. No, Beastmaster first.
0: Right. That was 82. Really? Yeah, yeah.
1: V was 84.
0: Oh, it was 85. 84. Yeah. Okay. Cuz the whole beastmaster thing and I'm 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 don't want to get ahead of myself cuz I do want to spend some time on beastmaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. That uh, because I didn't know there was a third Beastmaster, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah. there was a TV series that right. came even later. Yep. how were you able to keep your body in shape like that for all of those movies? Because you're naked in the whole thing.
2: I know I was uh, given a, a a little leather hula skirt, and that yes. was it. That was yes, yes. I was
0: yes. To wear. and and to the delight of <laughs> fans like me, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Yes, and
2: everywhere.
0: I've said this before. Whenever Beastmaster is on, tell if it, right. if I'm flipping by. I stop at Beastmaster and I watch it. And I own Beastmaster, but ah, I will sweet. stop and watch it because you are so beautiful it in is, that movie.
2: It is a very, again, I go, back to, I go back to that word again. It's a very sincere production. Mm-hmm. And the people, all of us that were involved in that at that moment seem to have come together in some strange, you know, nexus and mm-hmm. karmic nexus. And we all were doing it for whatever in Hollywood passes for closest to the right reason. Mm-hmm. We were doing it all for the right reason. That yeah. That Tiger, that was my, my companion in that, whose name was Kipling, a uh, lovely guy, uh, he was the first person I said hello to every morning and mm-hmm. the last person I said good night to every night. Yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, it was a life-changing experience. I'm sure. Yeah. And, and by the way, dressed as I was or undressed as I was, mm-hmm. that was the coldest winter on record in oh, Los Angeles history. Oh, my weekend. goodness. Yeah. What you couldn't see off camera was that while I was running around in this kind of hula skirt thing- uh-huh. uh, the crew was all in parkas. Oh my and, goodness! And in, uh,
0: my yeah. goodness! So and naturally athletic. You had been doing martial arts all your life. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, no, I started. I started actually when I got into a professional acting training program at the University of Washington. Uh, I began to develop the mechanisms that you needed in order to be an actor, the intellectual processes and the, uh, and the vocal and all that kind of stuff, the mm-hmm. presentational kind of understanding and the intellectual understanding of literature and so forth and so forth and so forth. But there was something greatly missing from me. And what there was was that central core, that ability to stand and say – Really, what acting is about is about standing for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what really performing is about. Mm-hmm. Performing is about standing for yourself. Mm-hmm. and I, I I recognized that uh, the martial arts, especially under this one specific instructor, uh, Master John Leong in uh, in Seattle at the Seattle Kung fu Club, was that uh, that was the that was the system that was going to unlock doors for me and, mm-hmm. and give me that central strength. And so it's on that that the Beastmaster is built. All of my training is built on either Shakespeare or Hung Ga Fu Ha Kung Fu. That's mm-hmm. it. That's, mm-hmm. that's all, it's all built on that.
0: What was the biggest challenge, though, for you in, 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 when you learned that there were um, walls maybe standing in your, in your, in your ability to open up and stand there. What was the biggest wall to tear down? Because you seem like a very serious-minded person. <laughs> and I don't know if that comes from your father or your yeah, mother. Or yeah. some, um, w- did the Kung Fu teach you how to... Like discipline, really, I would say It's think, discipline. Right? But what was the biggest challenge? What was the biggest wall to tear down through that, that practice?
2: Uh, you know, it, it really is, I think, the same for all of us. It's how to endure, how to, how to ameliorate... All of the little... ameliorate with what's that, that? Mean? Oh you know you uh, how to slip and slide uh-huh. how to slip and slide when somebody th- when life throws a punch at you like Muhammad Ali, how do you move your yes. head and let it let it flow on by oh. you? how do you not enter into conflict with people uh-huh. How do you make community how do you do good works? How do you stand for things which you say you how do you stand for the morality that you pretend to hmm Or do you actually stand for that? But that's every day. Mm. That's that's not even on camera. That's But it is on camera because the camera looks into the soul of the performer. True, true. And you know this, and Mm -hmm. you know this, Mm that the the, the camera looks into us. Wow, wow. Okay, so... <laughs> we're
0: talking about be- Beastmaster, yeah. all right. So, uh, when you got the role, how did how did you get the role? I, I, you know, because do, were other people in in conti- in contention
2: for yeah, this? How does thing? one
1: audition for the Beastmaster?
2: You, you all, I I got, I got, I got, I got, Easy for me to say. now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the director uh, and writer, the creator of the Beastmaster film, Don Coscarelli, mm-hmm. had seen me on stage playing in the Taming of the Shrew, a Shakespeare play. And he said, that's the guy I want to play the Beastmaster. That's how I came into town. I was doing The Taming of the Shrew in San Francisco.
1: So luck is what you're saying. Well, yeah, Yeah. it's
2: luck. And what do they say about luck? It's being prepared at the right time. Mm -hmm. Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. And so there I was. I was prepared and delivering at the right time. And uh, and he said that's the guy I want to to play the Beastmaster. And
0: did you have the body then, or did you have to create the body for mm-hmm. the
2: Beastmaster? No, I had. Uh, I I brought, I bring my body to work with me. That's, <laughs> that's a, right. That's my kit bag. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Gene Kelly brought dancing to it. I brought whatever that was to it. Um,
1: oh, we know what that was.
2: Right. But whatever that is, that's what you bring to the work. But did I, you have to make your body bigger for like it, muscle. or were you already that way? Yeah. No, I was. That was. That was. Whatever I had was whatever I had. You that were lean like that. No, already. No, that was it. And over the years, right. I mean, you'll see that the that that my physique uh, changes over the years because as I got older, I got a little thicker and a little. A little more muscular, and mm-hmm. uh, and you so you develop as all men do and women too. We get a little mm-hmm. a little brawnier as we get older. Some of us get a little a little more weasened, but uh, we we see.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then um, so and uh, there were th- there were three Beastmaster movies, and then there was a television series right. in 2000, 2001. in Australia. Oh, that took place in
2: Australia. Yeah, yeah. I got to go down and I, I directed uh, one of the episodes, and I acted in about. I forget, seven or eight of them or something like that. But I got to bring my family down to Australia, and we spent uh, the summer on the beach. How nice. In in where? In In Queensland. In Queensland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever go to Hamilton Island? No. No? No. I know I didn't because uh, I'm a terrible tourist. When Uh. I go to work, I work. That's all I do. And I, I enjoy the work so much that I feel like I'm, I'm on vacation in a sense. And
0: how crazy that you get this job from doing Taming of the Shrew on stage. In San Francisco. In San Francisco. And it becomes such a huge part of your life. I mean, over the course of, I don't know how many years, if it's 82, then Beastmaster two was probably 84. Five or something? 86? Uh, the, that whole
2: Beastmaster thing went through from like eighty-two through like almost, I think ninety-five, or or maybe close to two thousand. I'm yeah. not sure. By the time I was through doing the thing in Australia, yeah, because by then I was playing the 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 you know the the antique that comes down out of the mountains and teaches <laughs> and teaches the young Beastmaster about the that. Model A. <laughs> you cr- you crank it, Sonny. You crank it. You crank it.
0: Watch out. Now okay, and then and then V, did did you do the um the uh reboot of the TV show V also? Because you start in the uh the first one, which is eighty four. Eighty three.
2: And then it um and it came back years later. Right. Uh they they uh they engaged me to perform in the final episode. And uh, either it was too late for me to resuscitate it, or maybe I sank it. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. one or the other. But it did not return after that. Yeah. So that was.
1: But Rue, how could you not talk about
0: murder? She
2: sat down
1: and she wrote.
0: I was saving Murder, She Sat Down, and She Wrote. Okay, I, okay we'll
1: save yeah. with that because that well, was 1989. We'll work out that. No, no, no. I mean, it. we could talk about it now, because I actually— Because there's also the love boat that we haven't talked yes, about. Yes, I
0: know about that one, because mm. he, he and his wife actually went uh, overseas to do that one. But uh, uh, I saw your Murder, She Sat Down, and She Wrote just the other night again. <laughs> and, oh, my God, you're, you're so beautiful. I think— I, so gorgeous and just so sexy. There's just a an animal sexuality, and I've had. A, is it hot in here? Or is it just me? No, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, but okay, so um, Angela Lansbury. Yeah. Let's just talk about her for a minute because I'm a huge
2: fan. Yeah, of Yeah, she. The first day that I actually saw Angela on the on the set of uh, of Murder, she wrote. Not murder. She sat down and <laughs> murder, murder. She it, sat down murder, and she wrote. Murder. She sat down and then she cracked her knuckles and <laughs> <laughs> loosened up her back and uh-huh. said, "I am." And then she wrote. Um, but the first day that I saw Angela. She came out of her dressing room and, you know, I've worked with a lot of people that are, that are iconic, Burt Lancaster, Henry Fonda, um, uh, uh, Maureen O'Sullivan, yeah. I, uh, Olivia de Havilland. I've worked with a lot of, uh, yeah. she came out of her dressing room and I, I swear I was speechless. Yeah. I was just speechless. I had seen her in so many films and I had admired her and adored her in so many films just like you. And she came out and said, what are we filming? What's going on? <laughs> and she said, oh, and she looked at me. She'd never seen me before in life. She said, hi. Mark and I said, "Ha ha, uh-huh. you know, hi. What do you call her? Do you call her Miss Miss Lansbury? Do you call her Angela? What do you call?" And so I settled for hello, and then lamely sort of followed after her to the set where she was gracious and funny and lovely and so forth. And then a year or two later, uh, maybe it was even more than that. Maybe it was two or three years later. There was an event. Uh, in honoring her mm-hmm. at uh, one of our big iconic theaters on Hollywood Boulevard, the Egyptian or the mm-hmm. something like that. Pantages this or something. Pantages, yeah. something like this. So the, the auditorium was jammed with people, mm-hmm. and it was all for Angela's sake. And then at the end, uh, they stopped the televising, and they said, okay, everybody, that's it. Thanks for coming. And we all applauded, and so on, so on, so on. And they said, okay, time to go home. And then people began to swarm around her, mm-hmm. all her friends and colleagues from over the decades— to, to wish her well and to uh, give her one last hug and kiss before they went home for the evening. Mm-hmm. And here I was, somebody that she had met in one episode in her entire career, and she glanced up from saying hello to somebody and said, hi, Mark. Mm. Just like wow. that. Yeah. That's Angela Lansbury. Yeah.
1: Didn't miss a beat. Wow. Didn't
2: miss a beat. Mm. That was, that's, and again, that goes to that sincerity. Is she committed to it? And is she committed to you? Mm-hmm. Does she care about you? does she care about everybody else and that's wow. Angela and oh hi Mark yeah. wow yeah Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was, again and I was by the way just as glib yeah oh and, uh, my god humana, humana, humana. amazing yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. so many things I want to ask you we're going to go take a break real quick but we have more with Mark Singer after this uh, the whole V thing I mean I dreaded
1: it, pregnancy because of V well
0: exactly and and it's you know it's a it's a whole um, cottage industry I'm sure you must yeah. do the, the trade shows
2: and the comic cons or whatever they are for that I do there's conversation in that as well shall we pick that up after the let's break? do Look that me. suddenly I'm doing it Look at yes you, Mark. I know a uh, quick study podcast master <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back after this. (laughs) Ooh, child, you know I love me some Squarespace, Mm -hmm. girl. They are just lovely and 21st century. You want to make a website? The one place you want to go is to Squarespace. It couldn't be easier with their simplistic drag and drop storylines. Holla! Holla!
1: Drag and death drop.
0: That's right. Well, you know, everybody loves Squarespace. They send us Emails all the time talking about their experience using the Squarespace platform. And everyone just loves it. Couldn't be easier. 21st century, darling. Yes,
1: darling. If you
0: have a website you've created through Squarespace, why don't you send us an email? Shoot us one over at RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com. We're so high tech. We have email. Yes, we do. And we want to hear from you. Now, Michelle, you got an email there? Yes,
1: I do, baby. Dear Ru and Michelle, my gurus, my church, I love y'all and the holy podcast you produce. Praise! I'm a fellow (laughs) creative maven who paints with all the colors in my crayon box. Work. And when I was finally ready to follow my dreams and paint... Full time. I went straight to Squarespace to market my work. It was straightforward, clean, and gorgeous, allowing my work to speak for itself. Have a peek at my cheeky, colorful, bold murals and patterns at my namesake. It's Kipper Mills. Kipper Millsap, Thank like Ronnie you. Millsap. I was thinking of. Um An app, So it's KipperMillsap.com. KipperMillsap.com. Millsap Millsap with two L's. Much love to you and thank you for improving my and so many other freaks' lives. (laughs) Oh, that's
0: so sweet. Well, I just love hearing from everyone because usually our people are artistic-minded and are just flourish. And that's why Squarespace is so important to people who work from their heart.
1: Yes. And you guys can get a free trial with no credit card required. Just go to Squarespace.com and we know you're going to be blown away like everybody else is. And when you're ready to confirm a plan, use the offer code RU and get 10% off. Thanks again to Squarespace and all of our friends there at Squarespace. Keep sending in your websites to RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com. That's Squarespace.com. Offer code RU.
0: We are back with Mark Singer, the Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Yes, the the V, the final conflict and all that stuff and movies and television, just crazy. Now, you know, d- did you ever have any snobbery connected to, oh, I can't do a soap opera. I can't do a, you know, I'm a, th- I'm he a movie star. you yeah, did Young and the Restless. And I did
2: the Young and the Restless and I was thrilled to be on the Young and the Restless and not. And this is, again, we were talking a little earlier. You were saying, how did you get to be the Beastmaster? And I was saying, well, one, of these, one day I was walking along the streets and the next day I was the Beastmaster. Yeah. But that's because I was doing Shakespeare on live on stage doing The Taming of the Shrew. Well, I had done, uh, I just by happenstance and the way that this business works, by word of mouth, somebody said you should have Mark Singer on The Young and the Restless, and they made an invitation, and, I, and my agents did all the work, and yeah. then I came and I did the whole half, whatever it is, uh, 32, 40-something episodes of The wow. Young and the Restless. Yeah, because, well, you can't do one episode on, right. on uh-uh. The Young and the Restless because yeah. your story doesn't move forward. Yeah. You have to do a whole slug of them. So we, did, so we did a whole bunch of those things. And then lo and behold, a year or two later, the house next door to me sold and in moved the executive story editor of The Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. And he said, do you write? And I said, sure, I write. I, he said, you want to write for us? And I said, yeah, okay. So I became a writer for The Young and no the Restless. No way! Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. seriously. Uh, I, I, I was an uncredited writer. But I was a contributing writer to The Young and the Restless for a number of months. Was and that a
1: common thing? the uncredited writers on soaps? Yes, mm. I think
2: so. I think it's the way it's the way the the, the company and the writer see if they fit together. Mm-hmm. So for me, it 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 was not such a felicitous match. Felicitous, you like that? I like that. That's word. many syllables, and it's all on mic. And I, and I believe every I, syllable I that I just you're going to get my tongue out from between these two teeth, and <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be right with you. But anyway, it, I couldn't I couldn't sit at my desk and watch the sunrise and then watch the sun fall. And then go to my desk the next day and watch the sunrise and watch the sun fall. Too
1: repetitive. It was
2: too inactive for mm. me. I had mm-hmm. to get out and go do something. Yeah. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was a heck of an, uh, of an education. Because these people on The Young and the Restless, they win uh, a, a, uh, Tony Awards every – I mean – Emmys, uh, yeah. Emmys every year for the quality of their writing. Mm-hmm. And they are the most literate and they really watch all of the – uh, all of the all of the p's and q's about grammar, mm-hmm. and if you write for them, you're given two hundred and fifty words to write for this thing, and five hundred words to write between the two characters for this scene, mm-hmm. and seven hundred and fifty words to write for these characters in this scene, and it better not be 749 right. or 751. It better be 750.
1: Seriously? Wow.
2: I'm serious. That's wow. tough. It's very tough. Very. These are professional writers. I have such respect for all the writers in Hollywood who are able to write sitcoms mm-hmm. and detective movies and police procedurals and horror movies and comedies and all of these things. And they do it with such ease and with, with such professionalism. It was a real eye opener for me. Wow.
0: Well, it's right. interesting as an actor, though. How do you turn something that maybe the writing may not be up to par? How do you turn it into something
2: that's believable? <laughs> you know, because
0: you've you've done your share of B movies
2: too. Yes. You know? Yes. 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 Uh, it's a struggle. I mean, it really is. It's a struggle. But that's what the professional does. The professional turns, um, you know, lemons into lemonade. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, um, you, you not say that to the writers, right? you das not say, you know, how come it took you 37 words to say what I could say in six, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you go along with that and you, you do whatever you can with it. And I think what you do is you, your, your character begins in whatever project you're working in, your character begins to take on those qualities for that moment. Uh-huh. You become somebody who speaks too much <laughs> yeah, or, or too little, in my case, always too much. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, for a filter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Earlier, we talked about the love boat and that you had done that with your wife, who um, sadly, uh, just a few years ago, um, left us. Yep. And uh, you were together for a long time. 45 years. Oh, a long... wow. How do you get used to being uh, on your
2: own after being with someone for 45 years? Oh, God, to... I've been wanting somebody to ask me that question on the air. I mean, its it really is a... It's uh, – that way I won't have to say it to all my friends over and over again. <laughs> Listen. It's a, it's a it's a strange thing because uh, she and I met in, uh, in the university and uh, we fell in love then, stayed together for 45 years. She passed away from breast cancer. Um, and now I have found that while marriage was the greatest blessing, on the other hand, I do have to go back and pick up that same – post adolescent mark singer mm-hmm. and glue him together with this post marital mark singer mm-hmm. and see where those two people come together and form what's left for me mm-hmm. uh, on the rest of the journey mm-hmm. That's a really interesting process, mm. and it's uh, it, you, uh, there you, you talk about taking a a hard eyed clear eyed look at yourself um, the mirror. <laughs> sometimes uh, uh, presents you with challenges. Yeah, I mean the inner mirror. Yeah, you know, it really does in that way because y- you do uh, find yourself uh, addressing people and and uh, and addressing events uh, in ways that uh, that are fascinating and sometimes surprising even to myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have a spiritual practice?
2: uh n- n- not one that I would give a specific name to. I would say, I would say, um, uh, probably, Buddhism, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I think that almost everything in the world, one way or the other, in the in this interconnected age uh, of uh, of the internet and everything, everything is beginning to homogenize and coalesce uh, all consciousness, all thinking um, uh, in in the way in conceptual ways, mm-hmm. and so that differences in different religions are beginning to be uh, uh, less evident, and similarities are becoming more pronounced. Yeah. And so, in that sense, I think. Uh, Buddhism is a kind of a uh, an overall umbrella catchphrase that I could kind of put to it because it seems to embrace everything, and they say, "Yeah, that's good for me too. You can mm-hmm. do that too. Yeah, whatever you want to do." I
1: like Buddhism. Yeah, like yeah. the older I get, the more I feel drawn. More of that yeah, type yeah. of a religion, so to speak. Yeah, yeah see,
2: it's 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 half a it's half a, a, a practical human understanding and pract and partly a an esoteric practice yeah. at the same time. Yeah, God, yeah. I'm coming up with these words, esoteric. it's a lot of words
1: today, Mark. A lot of <laughs> words. I'm writing them all down in my head
2: because so. <laughs> I would think of it in a natural
0: evolution okay. from yeah. the martial arts. But do you meditate every day, or, or how have you found that that peace? And you talk about um, uh, reconciling the pre-marriage mark with the post you know mar- uh, marriage mark i mean how do you those two meet is it through
2: meditation is it through stillness well it's uh, I I wow this is uh, turning into quite a little, are you guys charging by the hour <laughs> I, uh, actually uh, yes now that you ask it's
1: informative there's i think there's people out there who probably struggle with the same thing that yeah.
2: well it, you're it, going through it, yes i think so i think so and i and i uh, you were saying is it through meditation is it through this i will say that uh, that i'm experiencing a great deal more solitude i live mm-hmm. a more uh, a more hermit existence than I than I ever did before, and I think that the uh, uh, you, you simply have to persevere, and you have to be serious about trying to understand, you know, what's it all about, Alfie. Mm-hmm. You have to really try to be serious about trying to. understand. Only us
1: old people get that reference. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I
2: know. I say it. To, I say it to my daughter, and she passes out. I have to, <laughs> I, 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 um, but but the other thing that you that, that I find that I do uh, is that I associate myself more sincerely with people of a kindred spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm sitting in your presence room and mm-hmm. in yours, Michelle. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't kidding when I was on the set and I was telling you that I thought you were wonderful. Mm-hmm. You are wonderful. He is wonderful. And I like being here. And the and, and this is also, by the way, the same kind of chat is why I don't get invited back to a lot of parties Mm. because this is not, yes, not party talk. Mm. You know, you want to kind of groove and boogie and get Mm -hmm. down, you know, and somebody asks me, how's it going? And I'm going to tell them. So,
1: I think yeah. that's interesting. Uh, I think that's how. You no,
0: know, all yeah. roads lead to this conversation. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm always interested how the heck is anyone navigating this life? Right. Life is hard. Yeah, life is, is hard. And you're presented with these challenges. I mean, uh,
2: you know. Uh, my favorite, and um, we were talking about writing the other day. Um, we were talking about writing just a couple of mm-hmm. It seems like it the other day to me. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I yeah we've been kind of for like, hours. I go on so much. But <laughs> my favorite line In Any television show was delivered by the comedian Bob Newhart, and he was on one of these episodes of ER or one of those hospital shows. He was being admitted. He was lying on a gurney, and the admitting nurse was saying, are you allergic to this or are you allergic to that? She was filling out the form. And she said to him, she said, have you ever had any thoughts of suicide? He said, sweetheart, I'm 74 years old. There's nothing I haven't thought of. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you're saying. That's right. That's That's
0: right. right. And and it's interesting as being an actor, you you, you use your body as an instrument to feel all of the feelings, right? right? right. So giving yourself permission to do that without judging it and letting it pass through you, you
2: channel this, you channel humanity in your body. If you judge it, you can be ashamed of it. And if you're ashamed of it, you'd better get. Busy and find out what it is that's shaming. You that's right. Because you've got to express it. You've got to let it go.
0: You've got to let yeah. it go. You've got to work through yeah. it. And yeah. you've got to actually see yourself as as your creator would see you, which is yeah. perfect, and um, there's nothing wrong with you. And uh, you know, having uh, allowing yourself to feel all of the feelings. You know, we were interviewing someone yesterday um, who had. Uh, we have a talk show on, on television and uh this this woman had had infidelity in her marriage mm. and she was um not about to change her concept of what a marriage uh-huh. is uh-huh. Yep. because um
1: she was holding on to it she him. was holding yeah. on to yeah. it Ooh. and
0: she yeah. would have, but you know life challenges you to uh rethink everything yeah, that's right you have you know?
2: to open
0: up to it right yeah, yeah. so um are you open to Getting into another relationship, yet? Yeah. I mean, it's built, it's only been four, it's, well, it's been five yeah, four years. Four five years, yeah. 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 It's, yeah, It's
1: definitely, in my opinion, yeah, yeah. as a woman, yeah, yeah. you are smart, yeah. you're funny, you're talented, you came from a beautiful, loving relationship. Those are all pluses in my book, Mark right. Singer. I get that. I, yeah. You I have so much that. to offer. Yeah a like-minded, lovely woman out there.
2: It's, it's, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? It's a, it's a, it's the human dilemma because Mm. we, we see each other, uh, and, uh, here are three people sitting in this, in this beautifully decorated (laughs) (laughs) room. Capital (laughs) records in Hollywood. (laughs) Yes. Gosh, I feel like I could spend the rest of my life here. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, uh, or the meaningful part of it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and, um, uh, uh, this is, this is what we all should be. I forget. You know, actually, I tell you, I lost the, the train. No, called.
0: we are talking, talking about Would, you, would, you, oh, would you consider
2: someone yeah. else after being it's with the, someone the, I, for 45 I, I rem- years? I remember what I was after. It's interesting. We look at each other and we think, okay, you know, you, remember there, there were a lot. No, you wouldn't know this. This is before both your times. There was a book that came out uh, on pop psychology years and years and years, decades ago, called I'm Okay, You're Okay. Yeah, of yeah, course. That's, yeah. right? that's is the – yeah, classic. Yes. That's, it's a classic. Okay. So I'm Okay, You're Okay. So you look across across the room and you feel that towards somebody. I'm okay. You're okay. But you can't know. Mm -hmm. So something in me, you ask me the question, am I ready for another relationship? The answer is no. Mm -hmm. And the answer and the question is why? And the answer is, well, for some reasons that I won't disclose. And for reasons that I probably don't understand. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, so it makes but, sense. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so it's a combination.
0: But even as an actor, you know, and talking about using your body as a vessel for, yeah. you know, be, being willing to accept whatever comes through you. You know, the right. challenge is there. Yeah. You just never know. And you've lived on this planet long enough yeah. to know that you just never know where that next big idea is coming from, yeah. where that next big challenge yeah. is coming from. Yeah. You know, um, we, we're going to –
2: and not to be and not to be judgmental about them when they arrive. Yes, not to be judgmental. That's the hardest one of all, right. I think.
0: Well, that's right. what being an and actor is. Don't shoot is. the messenger. Right. That's what being an actor is because um, you know there were times in *A.J. and the Queen*. There was I have one scene with the kid. It's this kid. It's me and this kid traveling cross country, where I'm in a field. It's it's in Griffith Park. We're probably in the middle of. I don't know where we are in the. Uh, script, but uh, I tell her that she is a value and that she's right, worth right, something. Right. Out of no, I had no, I wasn't prepared for this, but I just in the scene broke down and just started crying, <laughs> telling this little girl that she's a value, and that's, it blew my mind.
2: Yeah, it's lovely. It, I'd opened myself up to it. It blew my mind. Rue, that's the thing. That's the gift that you give to everybody who works on your show every day that you're on the set. I want you to know that. Mm. That's what I kept trying to tell you every day. That same thing that came flooding out of you at that moment, which is just—that's you. Mm. That's you. That's the wow. beautiful you.
0: Wow! That's wow! It's—it's it's amazing. So that's what Michelle is saying: is that um, you know you are a, a vibrant, <laughs> smart, still—you are sexy, sexy, sexy yeah. man yeah. who—and um, when you, know, you
1: decide to, if you decide to, yeah. you're gonna bring that love to the next chapter. Yeah. Because you've experienced such deep love.
2: Yeah. I, I hope so. I certainly I certainly it is my intention every day that I manage to crawl out from under the covers mm-hmm. to to try to be better. Yeah. It's true. A better person.
0: We got Mark Singer. We're gonna take another break real quick and uh we'll be right back after this. So, Michelle, you've had the explant surgery, which took out your implants. What are you doing for a bra now?
1: Ah, good question. Well, luckily, I have 3rd Love. 3rd Love actually uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their FitFinder quiz. So that's what they have. So you you go to the 3rd Love uh, website, Right. And then you, they have a, a quiz, and you basically answer all these questions, and they come up with a perfect fit for you. Oh. It's actually amazing, and I found out that I was half a cup size instead of a full cup size. You walk into any store in the mall, you ain't getting that. Okay. And that's what's so incredible about Third Love. They have more sizes than most other brands. They have more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. You can skip the trip to the mall. Don't worry about any of that crap. Find your fit with Third Love's online fit finder. You order, try at home, no more awkward fitting room experience experiences, 100% fit guarantee. They even give you 60 days to wear it. You wash it, you put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you return it. And Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. No more struggle, you guys. Their bras are so comfortable, you won't even know you're, you're wearing them. I got the ones, no wires, can't have all that, especially since I had surgery. Lightweight, super thin memory foam cups, mold to your shape. They are proprietary to 3rd Love. So 3rd Love knows that there's a per- perfect fit bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering, what's the tea listeners, 15% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash RuPaul, the whole name this time, the whole name, RuPaul. Now, and go now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's third love. Spell out third. Thirdlove.com/slash/Rupaul for fifteen percent off today.
0: Mark Singer is here from Beastmaster, one of my favorite movies. It's oh. it's a, I don't even want to say guilty pleasure because <laughs>
1: it's a classic. It is
0: a classic. It, they did three of them, uh, and there, there was a TV series. I'm su- I'm surprised I don't have the third one, but I saw pictures from the third one, and your body is still right. I mean. Rock solid See, in we the third that one because
1: we we have our own struggles that we're always trying to yeah. find any kind of shortcut with. But right. from the sounds of it, it was not yeah. a shortcut because you've been doing martial arts forever. Right. I, I don't even know if there was dieting involved. For us, there's always
2: dieting. Yeah. <laughs> there's in all of Hollywood, everybody's dieting. Yeah. Everybody's, yeah. dieting. everybody's on a diet. But dieting. your body
1: was yeah. always yeah. just yeah. mental. It was yeah. insane. You I had zero percent body fat.
2: I. You know. Again, you an anatomy chart. Well, there's another thing too. If 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 you have to. Wear very little clothing and appear in front of the camera and swing a sword mm-hmm. against guys that are bigger than you who are swinging swords. Also, I don't care if it's choreographed or not. Yeah, you're going to get in some fighting shape. Yeah. yeah, you're going to shed yourself of all of the um, uh, distractions in your life, and you're going to say that camera is going to pick up every corpuscle that gets in front of the sure. in front of it. And these guys that I'm struggling against some of these guys are brutes and they've never swung a sword before in their life. And they're going to give it everything they've got, even though you're playing around. Mm-hmm. And that's a dangerous business. So you're going to find that you're going to be in good shape. So yeah.
1: Maybe you and I should have a sword fight in bikinis think on Drag Race <laughs> Season
2: 12. probably a good idea. <laughs> okay, Let's wait, wait till I leave. Okay, yeah, I want exactly. to at least be out of the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Good idea. Good idea. Yeah.
2: You, you mentioned your daughter. What's your relationship like with her? Oh, um, very loving. I, I love my daughter intensely. She's a wonderful actress who does not wish to act. I think she's. I think she sees enough of it in her life. In,
0: really? Yeah. Oh, nice. And uh, she's an actress who doesn't want to act. Right. Yeah. What does that mean?
2: Well, I, I. think it means the the thing that we all recognize sitting here in this room is that is that it, it's a it's a rugged business. It is. It's a very. It's not for sissies. No. And it's no, not for sissies. Right? It's and you have to be able to endure, and you have to be able to. Uh, uh, um, you have to you have to rub up against and have rub up against you personality types mm-hmm. that are quite sometimes offensive and some quite sometimes drive you to distraction. That yeah. you that you think, how is it possible I'm gonna to have to spend more time around this person at all? Yeah. And and yet you do. And that's the entire makeup of the creative world. If we knew what some of our favorite Easel painters were yeah. really like, yeah. or sculptors, or anything else like that. We might say, "I don't want that hanging on my wall," but that's we right. don't. We, that's only, right. we only know what they produce, and that's what we love them for. Yeah, we love them.
1: For. I had an acting teacher once tell me because um, I was having that issue in a scene. It was happened to be like a love scene. We had yeah. a kiss, yeah. and um, the person was a repellent.
2: Mm-hmm. You know
1: everything about them. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it was not nice, rude. Everything <laughs> that you would imagine. You go, "How am I going to pull this off?" Uh-huh. And he said. If you can, fall right. in love with one thing.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. It right. could
1: be an ear. It could be right. eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. Anything. And I, I took that, and I thought that was really smart. Right. It's basic. Right.
2: Yeah. Right. Or but their it, humanity. Something. Something.
1: Find it. Even right. their shirt. Yeah. If you can't even get to their humanity. <laughs> <laughs> fall in love with one thing and focus on yeah. that. not, yeah. Not, not yeah. with your eyes. Yeah, yeah. But the whole idea of yeah. oh my god, I love that shirt yeah. so much.
0: Well, it's yeah. that word that that Mark just used a minute ago in referring to martial arts, where you're able to. Um, was
1: that amel- yeah,
0: was that is that ameliorate? Is that that the word? Ameliorate. 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 <laughs> yes, your daughter. Her, na- her name is Ameliable. I think that's a soup that I've I make. Yes, them. that ameliorate. sounds yeah. delicious. Ameliorate. Your daughter is uh, is uh, Phoebe yes, yes. Um, she why, why do you think she hasn't been able to ameliorate yeah. uh, the business in that way She's what is it in her personality I,
2: I think it, it might be that she takes it so much for granted uh-huh. I think she she was raised from an early day uh, to be um, to understand how to actually produce it yeah and so for her all of the natural instincts of uh, of imagination and game playing and all that kind of stuff that that stuff, is second nature to her. I don't think it holds the same sort of uh, glittering interest that it does for those of us who are striving so hard to perfect it, right? You're trying to get better at it. You're trying to get better at it. Michelle, I'm trying to get better at it. We're all trying to get better at yeah. it every day. And, but because for us, it's a compulsion. It's a it's an obsession. It's a fascination. It just isn't so if you've been raised around it all,
0: all the time. Because both parents are actors. Your yeah, your, your late right. wife, yeah. uh, a very successful actor. Well, the name, uh, I can't pronounce your name. How Nani? How Nani Min.
2: How Nani Min. Yeah, you'll uh, see her on MASH and yes. on, uh, uh, China Beach. China Beach, yes. Right. I love yeah. China yeah. Beach. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll see her on all sorts of
0: things. And, and your sister is also uh, iconic in the movie Footloose. Footloose, Did she right. leave the business?
2: Uh, no, she's still in the business, as a matter of fact. She's uh, producing... uh, Here in LA, documentaries. No, in New York. She's Uh based in New York. Well, she's sort of bicoastal. She comes here. She goes there. She was just in town recently, and now she's gone again.
0: Are you guys friends, you and Laurie Singer? Yes, 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 yes,
2: yes. Oh yeah.
0: And so she she produces documentaries. She Uh, doesn't act anymore. She
2: she uh, she acts in documentaries, and she still acts. Um, uh, I think uh, I think uh, uh, I think she's coming back into it right now. As a matter, Mm -hmm. I think that's I think that's what we're looking for from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah because it's that yeah.
0: Now you've done so many roles you've been doing this for a very long time. Is there a role that y- you've had your eye on for years or or a historical character or something that you would love to play that you just think even as a writer I mean something you could write for yourself
2: that you think oh that would be so great wow just toss me another softball and let me whack this over the fence <laughs> <laughs> gee and not only that the beauty thing is all about me my favorite actor <laughs> yeah it is yeah, no, it is uh, it's God every actor in town could say that you know um, I have two answers for that. And one mm. of them is that the next role I would like to play is the one that most closely expresses everything that's in my life at the moment. Mm. That's that's how you say yeah. that, right? Yeah. Isn't that what you're looking for? Absolutely. That's what you were saying when you were talking about having a catharsis on the set, saying you're somebody of value. And all of that came out of you. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So you're looking for that script, that moment to be able to bring that forward. So that's. A, but uh, of all the roles that I would love to play, I go back to what I was saying to you earlier. I want to play Ulysses. In uh, Troilus and Cressida, Mm -hmm. and I would like you to play Hector. I I would love to do that, Hector. And and if not Hector, then Achilles. But I, I see, I see Hector
1: for you. Achilles has very bad heels. Don't Don't
2: do it. But he looks good in them.
1: (laughs) He sure
0: does. (laughs) Well, you know, I, you know, I'd love to do, um, you know. Son of Beastmaster I'd love yeah. to do yeah, love to do another was. Beastmaster well, if movie. Beastmaster. If you do Hector
2: you'd be dressed somewhat like that. So there so there you are. So oh I'm, my goodness. Um, oh my goodness. And as for as for a role that I might write for myself, I am in fact uh, going to play the title character in my first uh, legitimate theater play that I wrote. Uh, this past year called Gary's Place mm. and it'll be at the Group Repertory Theater out in Burbank and all Oh be that's doing amazing. That yeah. Good for Where, you. the Group Repertory Theater right. in Burbank. Where in Burbank is that? It's uh essentially on the at the intersection of Vineland and Burbank. It's uh it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. of those 99 thea- seat theaters in the in the NoHo area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which is yeah. so
1: thriving yeah, and yeah, everybody's coming out there. it is. It's, an, it's an
2: extraordinarily Burgeoning. Yeah, I agree. There was. I knew there was. A word. Yeah. There's one there. So we know. That, burgeoning.
1: We're yeah. <laughs> yeah. stuck in
2: Amelia. Amelia, With a little brandy over the top. A Little burgeoning. <laughs> yeah. That sounds delicious. Beef burgeoning. Yes. There you go. <laughs> <are. laughs> you
0: know, um, of, when you look back at your career, um, what was the hardest role for you to play? Do you think? What was when you thinking? You oh God, I'd love another crack at that because I didn't quite get that one. You
2: know? Oh, there are there are a lot of roles that I that I wish I could play play over again. I and I. I I'm sorry to be such a monomaniac on the subject, but they're mostly Shakespearean. But I would i would I'd, I'd rather—I'd I'd springboard off of that to to a different uh, a different uh, experience that I had. That's 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 kind of like that. I was in Roots: The Next Generation. Yes. Uh-huh. So there was there was the original Roots, and then there was Roots: The Next Generation. I was in Roots: The Next Generation, and I played a uh, a, a Southern uh, wastrel who eventually became a, a Southern Dixiecrat you know in in the as he aged and went through this saga and uh i was I was young in town, and I was uh very successful and and uh, they they invited me to to be in the company of Roots Next Generation, and I was already working on another film. oh my god, I'm working two films at the same time. Mm-hmm. this is legendary yeah. you know, <laughs> it's, it's the mark singer show yeah you know? uh-huh. and um, so I did and i and i I was playing um Henry Fonda's son and Olivia de Havilland's son. And I was I spent a lot of time in the South in my in my youth. And so I've used a lot of hard, I've heard a lot of hard language, mm-hmm. uh, socially, mm-hmm. a lot of socially, very hard language, and been around people who were what you'd have to term rednecks. Mm-hmm. So I had to say the N-word in mm-hmm. this characterization. Well, it's nothing to me. Mm-hmm. I know how to do that, mm-hmm. man. Are you kidding me? I'm steeped in that. Mm-hmm. I'm steeped in the N-word. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's what I was playing too. Was a, a Dixie Crat, a bigot. It's okay with me. Mm-hmm. Knocked him out in the audition. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Wow, this is incredible," and I'm like, "You know, wow, this is this is cool." The night before we filmed, I sat up in bed at two o'clock in the morning in a cold sweat because I was so young on film, mm-hmm. so young in the medium. I sat up and went, I'm going to be saying the N-word in front of 22 million people Mm -hmm. when this thing hits the airs. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm representing. Mm. And I had to sit up and deal with that in a cold sweat for the rest of the night until I figured out that somebody had to do it. Yeah. Somebody had to put this forth. Mm -hmm. And you had to stand behind it and say, this is why it's wrong. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But. Th- there w- was there a role that ever gave me trouble. That role gave me trouble. I can yeah. imagine. That role gave me trouble.
0: Yeah. Well, it, go- it go- we talked about being. An- not- what's the word again? Evis- um, Eviscerate. Or- ev- no. Ameliorate. Ameliorate. <laughs> ameliorate. <laughs> you know, uh, like the woman that flew the airplane. Yeah. Ameliorate. Oh, your Yes. Yeah. You know. Uh, th- you know. Everything we've talked about really goes back to that word because, as an actor, being able to. Morph and shapeshift, and not only physically but uh, emotionally. and which is what um, Phoebe mm-hmm. uh, you know, has had problem with. And, and rightfully so because a life is hard, right. And then to be that shapeshifter and to be the messenger, you know, as a as someone who channels, Characters and dialogue and everything, you cannot judge it. You have to understand that you are here to perform it. Right. And that is true even of non-performers. We are all here to experience humanity.
2: And to express it. You're right. And to express and it. And to express it. And we're responsible for that expression. That's right. We're responsible for that
0: expression. That's yeah.
1: to stop judging it.
0: Yeah. And to stop judging it. You know, uh, it's, it's, it is it – is, your life's calling if you want to do this thing in the most effective way we're talking about this thing called life do it in the most effective way is to go in fearlessly and uh you know and uh take look under the hood take it apart and put it back together again in a better way Yep. Yep,
2: you know and and in our profession uh, we do it in public so that people can look and learn by it, yeah. and make comparisons and make judgments themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. You mentioned Henry Fonda yeah. a, a minute ago. Uh, was he a hero of yours? Oh yeah,
2: oh absolutely. Well, he was a hero of, of 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 every actor who you know of that generation that mm-hmm. that, that used to see his work uh, pretty consistently. Sure, he was uh, he was one of the early. Um, he he was a man who you felt was right in his heart mm-hmm. you know socially mm-hmm. politically you, trusted him. you know all mm-hmm. those yeah. ways that 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 he was a man who was right in his heart and when i and when i met him on the on the set uh, he completely eschewed any Idolatry. He was just Henry. He was, that was it. Mm -hmm. And we, I was supposed to play this guy and he was going to play that guy. And we just got along. He gave me a book on beekeeping Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) talked to me about what plants I should be planting around my house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just a regular guy. Just a great
0: guy. You know, you could play, you could play Reagan very well too. Have you ever played Ronald Reagan?
2: Um, I even, even I, 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 I I have, I think that would even stretch my density, (laughs) (laughs) but I, but I, I imagine that I wouldn't turn it down. Yeah. 'Cause I love a challenge. Yeah. And I I think you say that to any actor, you say, or actress, right? Michelle, yeah, you say, for sure. would you play this or would for you play? Sure. sure, absolutely. Are you yeah. kidding me? The bigger the challenge, the more enticing it is. Yeah. Sure.
0: All right. So yeah, um uh more movies, writing, uh uh, getting yourself out of the house, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, yeah. um, those Boy, we're are
2: covering it all, aren't we? Yeah, we are. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, we are. we've we've done it, and it's it's so beautiful. I just I admire you so much, <laughs> and I have for many many years. I'm humbled by that, and I am so excited to see you uh, in AJ and the Queen, which is coming up uh, soon enough,
1: and okay. more Shakespeare, and, and we more are maybe Troilus and Cressida. That's
0: yeah. right. Remember those names for I, me. Well, I'm pretty
1: <laughs> Shakespeare savvy, but yeah. yeah. Um, well, you were talking. About it, and that's the beauty of Shakespeare. Is each time you read it, yeah. you get some, there's a new nugget, something new every time. It, that could be true with a lot of things, but specifically Shakespeare. Troilus
2: and Cressida is one of his greatest plays. Few people even know that it exists, yeah. And everybody's afraid to do it because Mm -hmm. it takes giant personalities Mm -hmm. to bring it off.
0: I'm gonna, I'm going to read it. Well, Mark Singer, thank you so much for joining us. I've been wanting to get you in this uh, on this podcast for a long time, and I'm glad we finally got to do it. It's just, just lovely. I'm just glad to be together again, all of us. This is wonderful. It's beautiful. What a gent! All right. 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 Well, Michelle, until next time. Yes, my my love. love. Bye. Bye. Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.